Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. I'm Deborah Spooner, and I'll be your host for today. Today, Andrew Murray introduces our theme for this month, The Secret of the Throne of Grace. In today's reading, Murray guides us in a reflection called The Throne of Grace. He starts with this verse in Revelation 5.13. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. I remember playing this game with my sister when we were in middle school. We were in the deep green northern Illinois woods with our mom, probably on a Saturday morning. My sister found a little hill. She excitedly ran up to it and at the top said that phrase that was a green light to me. I'm king of the hill. Being nothing, if not highly competitive, I immediately charged. If you aren't familiar, King of the Hill is a game where the person at the top, enthroned on the hill, seeks to use all their strength to keep anyone from reaching the top, pushing them off, dethroning them, and becoming the new king. To middle school me staring at my sister with the throne I wanted, all I saw was challenge accepted. How did that duel end? Honestly, I have no idea. I like to believe I won, probably an unlikely scenario, but I do know that thrones symbolize more than just a chair or a status. Those who sit on them are in that vantage point of ruling. On that hill throne, my sister could have decided to not let anyone pass and meanly prohibited forward progress. Or she could have ruled by extending her hand to those not yet surmounting the hill and help them cross it. You see, both who is on the throne, what kind of ruler they are, and what the throne is matters. Murray tells us today of a certain kind of throne, God's throne of grace. When we submit to the lordship of Jesus in our life, we're choosing to submit ourselves to life as the one on the cross sees fit, not as we do. What do we know about this ruler? Well, it's good news. From 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord does not delay his promise. From 1 John 1, 5, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. From Psalm 56, and the heavens proclaim his righteousness, for he is a God of justice. From James 1, 17, he does not change like the shifting shadows. From Psalm 1830, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. From Psalm 116, 5, our God is full of compassion. The Lord of the universe, the God of all creation, could have seen fit to have any kind of throne for his people. But the kind of throne he has becomes an expression of the kind of God he is. The throne, it's no longer one of expectation of perfection. It isn't one of injustice and cruelty. It isn't one of indifference or standoffishness. It's a throne of grace. What does this grace look like in our life? Acts 15, 11 tells us we believe that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus. We read in Titus 3, 7, so that having been justified by his grace, we may become heirs with the hope of eternal life. In Ephesians 1, 6 through 7, we see that in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. When he could condemn, he rules from a throne of grace and he gives more grace to us. When he could just remain uninvolved, he rules from a throne of grace and he gives more grace to us. When we wrestle, doubt, sin, fall, he rules from a throne of grace and he gives more grace to us. So how do we respond to this giving, this grace? The author of Hebrews shares our new reality in chapter 4 verse 16. 
Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus, we get to approach the Father. Not because we are good enough, but because He was and still is. Not because we have earned an audience with a perfect God, but because He made a way for us to have access to Him. Not because we are unsure of what this ruler will do when we approach, but because we are boldly confident. We know that we will not just be tolerated, but wanted before this throne of grace. This boldness doesn't have to fade when we have a time of need. Our needs are never too great for God. His throne of grace isn't going to experience a shortage, and our needs are never too small for Him either. His throne of grace isn't going to experience a stoppage. If we hold back our needs from approaching the throne of grace to find all we actually need, mercy, grace, the life change from the giver of life, we're the ones missing out. Our ruler is good. His throne is good. It's of grace. We get to find him there on it every time we boldly approach with our every need. This leads us to worship. Thankfulness that our God cares this personally for us. Thankfulness that there's a never-ending supply. Thankfulness that He's holy and will never be unthroned. This encourages our hearts to live under Him. His Lordship, all that means, with a posture of being thankful, praise-filled, and prayerful. So let's pray towards this through the prayer that Murray guides us in today. Lord, please teach me the secret of true praise and worship not merely with words, but with my whole style of living. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.